For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What's happening, everybody? Hope you're doing well. It's Monday. Daylight savings time. I hear that we're going to get rid of daylight savings time. I hope so. I think it's ridiculous. I can't stand it. It's always like a week of can't quite figure out where I am. It's like jet lag. Nationwide jet lag. Not into it. Hope you're all doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, CovenantEyes.com for getting rid of the porn. Code word rebel for a free month. CoveSmart. Dot com for a home security system, code word Rebel Parenting for 45% off, and our sponsor, BattleFlagsUS.com for the gorgeous flag in the studio. If you're just listening on the podcast, definitely check out social media at James Ryan Dobson at Rebel Parenting to see that amazing flag. It's gorgeous. Oof, so good. Um, All right, so I said I was going to do six weeks, no sugar, no grain. I did almost no cheating. I had one tiny, tiny cheat. Um, and then the whole time people kept asking how I felt. Do you feel great? Do you feel great? Do you feel great? And I was like, no, I don't feel like I feel that much different. I think my energy level is a little higher, um, but I, I wasn't noticing a giant change, um, not a huge change. So I did it for six straight weeks from uh, uh, September... 15th to August 31st, uh, October 31st, and then uh, Halloween went off for a couple days. So on Halloween, I had two mini Twix, which were pretty good, and then I was super excited to try, um, what do you call it, uh, peanut butter cups. I opened one up, and the smell was just like, bum, bum, and then I ate one, and it was like, wah, wah. So unsatisfying, so totally unsatisfying. Couldn't believe it. Was really looking forward to that. Completely unsatisfying. Uh, and then Friday, went to someone's house, had spaghetti casserole, and Sunday I had lasagna. And um, oh, Saturday, I tell you what did live up to it. So so far, almost nothing has lived up to the hype that my brain put around the sugar things I was eating. So I had some Dr. Pepper. That wasn't very good. Uh, it's low, uh, low carbonation. I'm not into it. Uh, and the sweetness was weird compared to uh, the Zevia that I'm drinking um, with no sugar, which sweetened with Stevia. Uh, Dr. Pepper was very unsatisfying. That was a bummer. Peanut butter cups, very unsatisfying. Um, pasta, meh, whatever. It was okay. wasn't great. Uh, what did live up to the hype was the Chick-fil-A uh, Frosted Caramel Coffee. Goodness gracious, it's so good. I don't know how they do it. It's just so delicious. I had one of those. Uh, and then uh, Costco Pumpkin Pie, which is one of my all-time favorite things, completely lived up to it. The crust is a little not done. I was a little bummed at that, but it still lived up to the hype for sure. I will tell you that... If this is causation correlation, I'm not sure. And after the frosted caramel coffee, I had a massive headache and a ton of congestion for a long time. Uh, and and the pasta made me feel heavy. Uh, I had a couple of sandwiches with bread. I felt heavy. Um, and then uh, after pumpkin pie, again, massive congestion, huge headache. So here's the truth. 
my palate has changed after just six weeks. It was it was difficult, not nearly as difficult as I was expecting. So for people that are thinking about trying it out, I got some people contacting me, emailing me, asking me what I did, how I did it, all that stuff. It was not as hard as I thought. Uh, it got a little boring after a while. I think that's just my part. I can make it more interesting if I want to. Uh, but with no bread, no pasta, uh, no rice, no wheat, you know, things like that. Uh, kind of a pain. Oh, I had a little rice the other day. I had some Chinese food with some rice. Um, it was a little boring, but I'm not going back. I'm not going to go back to sugar grain lifestyle. I just, it's not really worth it anymore. It doesn't feel worth it. I lost 13 pounds in six weeks. That's amazing. 13 pounds in six weeks is so much weight. Um, and it, you know, I work out, I go to the gym, but it's not like I'm going crazy. It's not like, you know, morning and night kind of stuff. So, uh, I really, especially after you're 40, it's about 80, 90% diet, you know, 10, 15%, maybe 20% workout. Um, I think it helps, but really most of it is diet. So, if you were trying to do this 15 years ago, it would have been much, much more difficult. Oh, that's the other one. I had pizza. I ate a half piece of pizza uh, that Laura got the kids the other night on Halloween. Super unsatisfying. Uh, I eat the broccoli cheese crust pizza from Costco, and that's fantastic. I love that stuff. So much better. I like a crispy crust. I like the cheese. It's really, really good. I felt that was helpful. So if you're interested in losing weight or you know just changing up your lifestyle, the no sugar, no grain isn't as hard as you would expect. It's just one of the... And here's the truth too. My family didn't do it. It would be so much easier if my whole family decided to go no sugar, no grain too. None of them did it. I mean, not at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, kids went crazy. Laura's just, you know, she does whatever she wants. No big deal. I, it, no big deal. No disparagement. No, no, uh, no shade. Um, but I did it on my own, and you can do it. You for sure can do it. Not that big of a deal. Um, so thanks for all the emails asking questions. Thanks for all the emails uh, looking for uh hints and tips on how to do it yourself. Uh, if you have any of that that you want to ask, uh, hit me up, uh, help at rebelparenting.org. Now, getting to the topic that I want to talk about, uh, Kanye. Um, I'm going to do a quick one on this. Kanye has a very public conversion to faith, uh, puts out an album called Jesus is King. Album sold, actual sold, 109,000 copies. That's a lot. Um, I didn't know people buy albums anymore. I mean, I would buy vinyl, but I would never buy a CD again. I don't think there's any reason to do that. If you've got any of the music services, if you have Amazon Prime, it comes with it. Or Apple Music or Spotify or any of those. You can get virtually any album in existence on those without necessarily, quote-unquote, paying for it. So I'm surprised that 109,000 people bought the album. Now, combined with its popularity on streaming services, that equals it sold or earned in equivalent album units 264,000 albums. That's a lot. That is a lot. Now, here's what I'm surprised at. I'm surprised at the level of skepticism and sarcasm and hate I am finding online towards the Kanye conversion. I'm really surprised. Uh, here's the truth. So when Disney said the new Little Mermaid was going to be black, there was a whole lot of talk about how much hate there was towards that. I never saw any of it. I literally never saw any post, 
any tweet, any Facebook post, any Instagram post, nothing. I saw nothing from anyone saying, oh, I can't believe it. This totally stinks. I can't believe they're making Ariel black. Not one. I've seen a bunch about Kanye. I'm shocked. I don't know why anybody cares. Like, cares enough to make a negative comment. Um, what was it? Where I've got... Uh, bum, bum, bum. Here it is. So anyway, Kanye said, It's my job to let people know what Jesus has done for me. Um, he was in a, a, a pretty long interview, but he kept talking about his job is now to tell people what Jesus has done for him. Uh, and then I was on my friend Phil's Facebook page and uh, someone named Glenn, I won't give his last name. I'm not going to throw that much shade. He said, this is a fake bunch of crap. And I was looking at that and I'm like, really? And then I saw a bunch of posts like, we've been burned by people doing this before. We're going to be burned on this one. And with Glenn, I wrote back, oh, because you know, right? Like, you know Kanye, you're friends with him, you've talked to him, you know this is a big, it's a big hoax, it's, it's all false, you know he's just like doing this for money or publicity, like, you know, right? Like some white dude from nowhere knows what's going on in Kanye's mind. And why would you say that? I don't get it. Why would you say this is a fake bunch of crap? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then the whole thing about how we've been burned by this before, we've been burned by this before. Really? When? Who? Who has done this before? What big giant celebrity has come out before and professed uh, faith in Jesus and then gone back on it? Uh, Alice Cooper didn't. Uh, still apparently practicing Christian. Uh, <clears throat> who is the vampire book writer? I forget. I think she still professes faith. Uh, Dave Mustaine, I think he still professes faith. Here's the truth. The only one I know pretty sure is Alice Cooper. I don't even know if the other ones profess faith or not. Because I don't care, and I can't remember anybody coming forward and being like, I'm a believer, I love the Lord, and then going back on it, and there being some kind of an uproar over it. Anybody? Can anyone think of anyone? Can anyone, you know, in the comment section right now write how we've been burned by this in the past? It was so crazy. How weird. So I put, oh, because you know, right? And then I don't know if he wrote something nasty back to me or not, but the next post I saw was from... My friend Phil saying, hey, we don't do things like that on this page. So when you want to apologize and ask nicely for a friend request, maybe you can come back. And I was like, what? That was hilarious. Uh, I will tell you some things that I've seen come out that I think are amazing. I think it's totally amazing. Uh, one, uh, the American Bible Society offers free Bibles to Kanye West fans. Awesome. That's fantastic. People that get interested, want free Bibles, go to ABS, American Bible Society, giving free Bibles out. That's cool, right? That's good times. Um, Brian Lortis, Lortz, L-O-R-I-T-T-S, pastor, author, speaker on his blog, uh, wrote a blog called Brother Kanye, and this is what he says about it. He says, every conversion is a miracle. That's right. Way to go, Brian. Every conversion is a miracle. Sanctification is a, he has a three-point three point blog. Two, sanctification is a process. Amen to that, too. Thank you. He's a baby Christian. What are you expecting? Right? Fantastic. And three, take your own medicine. The whole let's just wait and see posture many Christ followers are using when it comes to Kanye should likewise, Jesus says, be recognized by our fruit. So the whole wait and see, great, wait and see. Who cares? I don't get the hate. 
I don't. And here's the truth too. I don't think there is a an overt racism in America. I don't think we have systemic racism in America. I don't believe that. I do think a lot of the hate towards Kanye has roots in unseen racism. And by unseen, I think I think the I don't think the people giving all the hate would be like, yeah, that's right. I don't like black people. I don't think they would say that. I do think though that there is veins of racism in what they're saying. I do think that. I really do. Um, I think there should be a whole lot of mirror looking in the future. This is my favorite one, though. Pastor Greg Laurie pins an open letter to Kanye West filled, filled with wise advice to new believers. It's called, Welcome to the Family of God. I love Greg Laurie. Man, I love him. He's coming on to talk about uh, his book on Johnny Cash and his faith life. So I love it so much. And he said, I wish more believers would have the boldness to use their platforms to say what Kanye is saying about what Jesus has done for him. Yeah, right? Me too. This is what he said. Here's what new believers need. You need to read the Bible every day. That's true. In fact, I can't write down there. I'm going to talk about Dennis Prager's Bible commentary in a moment. I hope I remember. Here, I'm going to write it down. Where is a pen? Here's a pencil. Prager. Dennis Prager. Okay. One, read the Bible every day. Two, you need to pray. Of course, you need to build a relationship with Christ, and you do that by talking to him. Three, you need a home church. You need a leader. You need someone that's going to guide you. You need a good Bible teacher in your life. Four, you need to share your faith. That is right. Way to go, Greg Laurie. I love you. I think that's fantastic. Fantastic. Greg's son, Chris, was one of my best friends in college. He was the one that designed my uh, tattoo for Laura when I got her name tattooed on her on me without telling her two months after we met, which seems a bit reckless until now we've been married 15 years. So good time, 14 years, been together 15. Um, so in talking about reading your Bible every day, I will tell you, I'm reading Dennis Prager's commentary on Genesis right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Take a drink. Sorry. It is blowing what little hair I have back. My goodness. It is so smart. It's so smart. The intro will make you smarter. Here's the intro. The intro, he asks a bunch of smart questions and then answers them before the commentary even starts. He asks smart questions and then answers them. That will make you a smarter, more thoughtful person. Even just reading smart questions from a smart man and then getting the answers is it's such oh it's so good it's so good oh i recommend it so highly so highly do i recommend that book uh the dennis prager rational by no let's see yeah rational bible commentary on genesis he's got genesis and exodus he's working on uh the rest of the torah now i recommend it highly 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 i'm still like i'm in chapter one on just genesis 1 1 and it is fantastic, fantastic. If you want to grow and be stretched in your faith and learn a bunch of stuff, I definitely recommend that book. It is fire, absolute fire. So I hope the best for Kanye and his family. And by the way, like the whole hate coming out, like, oh, this is just fake. Does anybody really want to take on that much hate for publicity? I don't think so. Maybe. 
Only time will tell, but only time will tell. Why stick your foot in your mouth so soon? I remember there was an author, I'm not going to say who it is, that uh, a book was proposed that was coming out, and people were freaking out about it. And they were writing all these commentaries and blogs on the book before it came out, before they read it, saying all kinds of things. <clears throat> and my response to them all was, I mean, you better hope so. You better hope that it's as heretical and sacrilegious as you're saying it is. Otherwise, you're going to look really, really silly. You will look very silly if this book comes out and it's full of good gospel truth. Uh, it wasn't. They were right. Uh, and I'm I'm just glad no one stuck their foot in their mouth uh, that soon. Although I would like people to wait until it comes out and read it before they give a commentary. It's kind of like we speculate this is going to be in it. And I think that's unwise. Unwise. Have a great week, Rebels. We got a lot of good programs coming up. Uh, we got Johnny Baker talking about addiction. Uh, we've got Miko. Oh, I'm totally forgetting her last name. Talking about the budget mom. We got lots and lots of good stuff. I had a great weekend. I, I, I took a Sabbath on Sunday. I really didn't do almost anything. It was a very slow day yesterday. And it's because I have been irresponsible in my schedule. I had an event Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and tonight, Monday, um, and tomorrow, Tuesday. So it's six days in a row with stuff going on, and it was too much. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Um, it's been it's been very much too much, and it takes its toll on the family when I just don't ever stop working, and it's really difficult. So I had a bunch of kids over for Halloween on Thursday. Uh, that was a blast. Lucy got more candy than she has in body weight, I think. Uh, we came home at one point because she had to go to the bathroom, so she did a costume change, went back out. Not to the same houses, but we went back out. Uh, Lincoln trick-or-treated by himself with his friends for the first time. Made me super nervous. I sat outside by the fire until super late waiting for him to come back. Now, luckily, they're 13 and loud, and we live in a... Uh, we live in a quiet neighborhood, so I could hear them throughout the neighborhood walking around by their screams, and so it was nice to be able to hear their voices and not be super nervous. Uh, love having the kids over. Uh, Friday, we had a dinner to go to. Saturday, Laura and I spoke at the Colorado Springs Mental Health Summit put on by the Mayfield Clinic. That was really, really good. Um, very, very good. In fact, um... I will try to get some of the audio of those talks for you all. Um, let me give one tip. I'll do it again in a future broadcast, but just remember if you're a parent, what's best for your kid is what's best for your kid. Like if you read the books we recommend, you also have to view them through your lens as an individual parent called by God to parent your child, not anybody else's child. No other parent was called to parent your child. You were called to parent your child. God called you specifically, individually, specially to parent your child. So anything you want to implement in your family, view it through the lens as your uniqueness as a parent. It was a couple weeks ago, I got a text from Laura saying she was keeping the kids home from school that day, and I was so relieved, I couldn't, I didn't even know it until that moment, but I sensed, without being able to, ra not rationalize, but even verbalize it to myself, that the kids needed to stay home that day. They just kind of had enough. They were exhausted, they were tired, they had kind of been pushed pretty far, they'd, they'd do well, and um, they, needed a, they needed a day of rest, 
but I didn't. I wasn't able to even self-verbalize that. And yet, when Laura texted me and said, "I'm keeping the kids home today," oh, I breathed this huge sigh of relief for a bunch of reasons. One, I'm glad the kids were staying home. Two, I'm glad I have a wife that recognizes that in our kids. But the most important thing, not only did she recognize it in our kids, she acted on it. Doesn't matter what any other parent does that day. Doesn't matter if any other parent kept their kids home that day. She kept my kids home that day and they needed it. And that's what I I needed to realize how much they needed it. I was so excited for that. You are your child's parent. What's best for them is what's best for them, not anybody else. So often I think we look at what other parents are doing or not doing. And we've had a lot of that lately. Like we don't let Lincoln spend the night at other people's homes yet. And we get a lot of grief from that from our from our kids because they want to and we don't let them do that yet. We let other kids spend the night at our house because we have filtering software on our computers. We have uh, a filter on our router. Uh, I stay up the entire time the kids are awake. I monitor them and what they're doing. We've got a bunch of rules in our household like no screens in bedrooms and no shut doors and all those types of things. So I know specifically and uniquely what's going on in my house all the time. I don't know that about other families. And so if I'm not positive about all those things and that my kid would be mature enough, wise enough, and savvy enough to thwart an attack or a grooming or you know, a viewing of pornography, whatever those things are. Until I'm confident of that, our kids don't spend the night at people's homes. They don't go to other certain people's homes because of the lack of parenting in other homes. That's the other thing that I want to close with today. If you become an intentional, present parent, if you are a good parent to your child, if you are intentional, if you are present, if you're in their face, if you know who their friends are, if you ask Uh, probing questions, if you have conversations with them, you will quickly find yourself the surrogate parent for the unparented friends of your kids. It's just what happens. I was saying that at at the mental health summit. If you're a good parent, kids that don't have good parents will want you to be their parent. It was years ago we were when we were full-time homeschooling the kids. We were at the skate park in the middle of the day, and there was a bunch of kids there. They were smoking pot when we arrived. They were in their car smoking pot. Then they came out, and they just kept coming near us the whole time we were there, and I was annoyed at first, and then it dawned on me. They don't have present parents, and they want somebody in their life. They were showing Laura their injuries and their scabs and how they had gotten hurt. And they were trying to show her tricks and try to do tricks in front of me. I'm worried they're going to hit one of my kids on accident. And they're just trying to be parented by two parents in a skate park with their own children. Intuitively, instinctively within their souls, they want that for themselves and don't have it. So be prepared. Be prepared. Have an open home. Don't let it harm your family and just expect it's going to happen because it will. Hello, Roberta. Good to see you. I'm talking to all the people on the thing right now. Hello, Heidi. Great to see you too. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for going to covenanteyes.com, code word rebel for a free month and covesmart.com, code word rebel parenting for 45% off. And thank you to Battle Flags US for our gorgeous flag. God bless rebels. I'll see you soon.